0: So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. This is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Radslow. And recently Janie brought up the Gallup poll that declared, Only 24% of Christians believe the Bible in totality and use it as a final authority for their Christian living. And in light of that, we wanted to focus on the sufficiency of scriptures and how important it is to rely on the scriptures as believers. And Janie, you know, understanding that the Word of God is the person of Jesus Christ really brings a whole nother dimension to being offended by the word and neglecting the scriptures in john chapter one verse fourteen it says and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth and so if we as Christians neglect the scriptures change the scriptures be offended by the scriptures we're all saying we're offended by Jesus and then when we go over to John 6 chapter 6 we find uh, where where Jesus says you know does
1: this that I say offend you I think that he does make that quite a issue because he knew that he had some hard sayings. Uh-huh. Do you know that probably two of the most dangerous men that have ever walked on earth was Jesus and the Apostle Paul? Okay, because what they spoke was life. Oh. And for anyone that rejected what they spoke, they were bringing upon themselves their own condemnation. Right. Right. Well, what is he saying? He says in 56, he says,
0: He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me and I
1: in him. So this is the flesh he's talking about. Well, and, you know, Sharon, if you take take that literally, you can say, is he practicing cannibalism? Well, don't you think that they probably thought that, that that it was a literal thing? If they just was using earthly wisdom and taking the words at face value without looking as to who they were really speaking to. But, you know, Sharon, sometimes the Lord has to speak to us in peril because mm-hmm. we cannot understand. And he proclaims a given situation. Everybody understands eating and drinking. Right. And so what do we do when we eat and drink? We take in the nutrients. We take in the nourishment that we need for life giving while we live here. Right. So uh, so we need to recognize that he was giving them a symbolic message in practical means that they could understand. But instead of listening with their ears and with their heart, Mm -hmm. they're saying, what are you saying? You are offensive. Right. And it was so to such an extreme that they chose to react rather than respond that it says in, I think it's verse uh, 61, he says, now that I've said these things, does this offend you? And yeah, it did offend Mm -hmm. them to the point that it says that uh, in verse 66, that from that time only when they Mm -hmm. had this lesson and this confrontation, the disciples went back and walked with him no more. Now, Sharon, one of the things I get from this right now is that they didn't ponder anything in their heart. They didn't go back and ask for more questions. Would you please explain this? They just made a irrational mm-hmm. decision. Well, they murmured. They murmured within themselves. That says
0: that in 61, that they they were murmuring. They so were there discon- was a
1: complaint. They they yeah. were discon... They, they, okay, and, and that's another good lesson. When you start to murmur and complain, it shuts down the power of the Spirit working within you if you are a believer. Right. And, of course, if you are not a believer and you continue to murmur and complain it simply makes your heart become more hardened and you become more callous and yet it's so hard sometimes to accept absolute truth we want to sugarcoat it but the student that really wants to know is going to dig and i think in our secular society they're called the valedictorian are they not yes yes you see they just don't slide by the class In some courses, in high school as well as college, if you made a good daily grade, then you got to clep out of the six-week final or the nine-week final. Remember uh that? Yes. So a good talker that engaged a lot of conversation within the classroom could still get a good mark even though they were really manipulating Uh and using their words as craftiness. Mm-hmm. To the professor, and if he or she was not astute to that, that person could make straight A's and never have to take the final. Right. I'm with you. I'm tracking with you. Okay, good, because that's what I used to do. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jamie. Well, <laughs> the Lord says confess your faults. <laughs> I have repented of that, and now my words are used more wisely Uh to proclaim rather than to defame Uh, or to deceive. Okay. But we can do that uh, if we can see a way to scoot around and stay in our comfort zone. So that's what we're doing as as believers,
0: as Christians, that we don't want to hear the hard sayings, so we're opting for the food, fun, and fellowship. We're opting for all the, the easy niceties road. and mm-hmm. the things that we can do to slide by
1: in our Christian walk. And with still not fail in life, see, right. not fail the course of life, right. but not have to go through what the Lord has told us repeatedly. He said, and unto this you were called. And what he's been talking about is suffering. Right. And we are in rebellion as a nation because we think we have suffered unjustly. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that there has not been some incredible injustices and suffering. But that's been on all levels. Yes. Really. We can look at
0: every child who has been molested, beaten, Abandoned. abandoned. I mean, those children grow up with tremendous hurt and neglect and and
1: suffering and sometimes you know we make a big deal out of there being an absent father in the home and yes that is a big deal but sometimes we have a passive father Mm -hmm. that comes home every night but does not engage their children in training them to be prepared for life right They have a passive temperament, and that is another form of abandonment that is very prevalent in across the board right right and then I love this because you know I love to talk yeah and peter uh, Peter did too. Uh, remember he uh-huh. was the one that opened mouth insert foot huh yeah. very acquainted with that. <laughs> Uh, But he says, for this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know them and they're even established in you. But as long as I am in this tent or I'm in this body, I need to stir up these truths by constantly reminding you. And then he goes down a couple more verses and he again says that I always remind you of these things because I want you to be able to remember them after I'm no longer here to encourage you. Right. So part of where we are is if we are not under sound teaching in a biblical Bible-centered church, if we do not have the availability to have access to the Word of God, then we will let the cares and the affairs of this world rob us mm-hmm. of the very truths that we need to remember.
0: And, you know, we've talked about every man doing what's right in his own eyes and everybody having their own truths. But the Word of God is truth, and we can depend on that. We can rely on that. It is a foundation that we can stand up on. And in uh, Matthew in chapter 7, he talks about building your house upon a rock. The wise man builds his house upon the rock, but a foolish one builds their house upon the sands. And when we're building our foundation of our life, our worldview upon unproven truths, upon facts that can change or, that can change or feelings that waver, then we are tossed to and fro. Mm-hmm. And so... We can count on the Word of God because the Word of God is Jesus Christ.
1: Well, and, and to carry that a point further, the Word unifies, but the Lord then says that He comes with a sword that will divide now the words not dividing to create dissension but your choice on how you choose to respond to the word right can cause division because if you choose to go the world's wisdom you're making the choice to have a division
0: right and when he talks about uh, that the word of God is sharper than a double edged sword Dividing the bone and the morrow, mm-hmm. that is the flesh and the spirit, and they'll always be in contention with one another, correct? Correct. We will always fight against the spirit. Our flesh does oh. not want to surrender to the spirit because it means hardship. It means pain. It means We don't get our own way. It's humiliating maybe
1: at times. We have to swallow our pride. And that's one reason that we need to be slow in our listening and, and to wait quietly. Because I love to say that if fear or flesh knocks at my front door, faith goes and answers it and says, we have a full house and you're not welcome.
0: Oh, that is so good, Janie. I like it. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.